0: We are live for a new episode of The Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How are you doing this week, Seth? I'm good. Don't have COVID. Yes, you just took a test live in front of me sticking st- sticks up his nose it was uh, very elegant loved it yes good way to start the podcast <laughs> all right uh this podcast by the way i'm sorry if i haven't <laughs> started like that but it's sponsored by Eventon and Eventon's uh, award-winning pace 500 and 350 set a standard for upright cruiser e-bikes with new upgrades and design feature check out the full lineup at Eventon's website and we're gonna have a little bit more to say about them later on in the show um uh, Big show this week, of course, Tesla's earnings, so we're going to dive into that and uh, all the little pieces, little nuggets of news that came out of the um, uh, of the shareholders letter and the conference call that came after it. A lot of 4680 stuff. I think like half of the question by <laughs> the analyst was like, 4680, what's happening? What's happening? Um, then we're going to talk a little bit more about some, some weird Tesla news that came out yesterday. There was two weird pieces of Tesla news that came out over the last 24 hours. Uh, then uh, Chevy Blazer uh, recently uh, revealed. And then uh, Seth just came back from Germany and he tested out the Mercedes uh, Drive Pilot, the level three uh, version of the uh, autonomy system from Mercedes. And he's going to give you guys a little bit of re- re- review about that. All right, let's jump into the Tesla earnings first. So, uh, Wall Street was expecting sixteen point five billion in revenue and uh, one eighty-one per share of earnings. I actually thought that like the Wall Street's expectation was pretty high because that's like a very mild quarter-over-quarter uh, quarter decrease, despite Tesla basically delivering fifty thousand fewer cars in the prior quarter because of uh, the, of course, the Gigafactory shutdown, uh, Gigafactory Shanghai, and. 50,000 fewer units than the last quarter, which obviously was the record, but they basically missed out on like 100,000 units that they sh- more that they shouldn't have delivered that quarter. And when you're not fully utilizing your production capacity, you're losing a ton of money. Uh, so I thought it would be a-, a harsher quarter than that, but Wall Street's expectation was quite high. And you know what? Tesla even beat that. Uh, $16.9 billion in revenue, so a good $400 million beat there and uh, 2.27 cents per share on a non-GAAP basis, so an even bigger uh, beat there too. Managed to increase the cash position by 0.8 billion to 18.3 billion, that's what Tesla is sitting on in the bank right now, and surprisingly, uh, not a lot of Bitcoin in that anymore because Tesla decided (laughs) to liquidate 75% of their Bitcoin position uh, without signing a reason for it, but we know that uh, the, uh, the the current uh, crypto winter is uh, affecting a lot of people. Uh, I, I did the math though, and uh, Tesla actually it doesn't look like Tesla is down on uh, on on their Bitcoin investment. Really? Uh, yeah, because because they did sell like two hundred and fifty million worth, like right after, like a week or two after investing, as like a stress test that they call it, and that was like way up. That <laughs> they made like a hundred something million dollars just on that transaction. And now sell, selling seventy percent of their stakes uh, for uh, over nine hundred million dollars, uh, so they still have over twenty five percent. So I, w- I would think that they uh, they might be still up or just about around that on their uh, Bitcoin investment. And they still own like uh, what sounds like over like two hundred and fifty plus million dollars worth of Bitcoin. So it's not like they're not invested in Bitcoin. Uh, the gross margin. So, like, that's been a big story for Tesla over the last uh, year or two, especially the last uh, year where the prices have kept going up. And Tesla is like, we have to increase the prices because of inflation, uh, cost of materials, supply chain concerns. Like, it, it is affecting us. We need to increase the prices. And everyone is like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Everybody's doing that. Uh, that's a good excuse, Tesla. But then during the same period of time, the gross margin kept going up. So I'm like, all right, you, what's happening? You guys are, are you, you, you're making you making more money, you're increasing the price. Uh, we thought that was because of your cost increasing, but actually you, you guys kept keep improving your gross margin. This time it did it did go down. Uh, Tesla was maintaining it over 30% for the last few quarters, which was extremely impressive. Like in like other than Porsche, maybe like there's not a lot of people in the industry, auto industry that can maintain those kind of gross margin. And uh, now it went down to 27.9, uh, which is still extremely impressive, but, but down. Uh, though it is quite kind of easy to explain. It's, it's more about uh, the, the ramp up in production in Gigafactory Texas and Berlin. Uh, obviously, as, as long as Tesla doesn't achieve like a high volume production there, the gross margin on those vehicles are going to be way lower. And that's going to bring the uh, entire uh, average down. All right. Speaking of the production, there uh, the one of the biggest story I think that came out of uh, of the earnings is the new production capacity that Tesla reported. So they do this nice little charts uh, every uh, every quarter, and uh, they update it, and it, it gives us it, it gives us the installed annual capacity. So it's not the current production rate. Like other like supply chain issues might uh, prevent them for, or, or just certain bottlenecks uh, could could prevent them from fully utilizing the capacity. But the the they have that installed, and if everything goes well, they can produce that. So, model S and X in three months haven't changed a hundred thousand units, and that that's high because I don't think they are they've achieved that. Especially with model X, they have I've had a lot of issues ramping back up production of model X with the new refresh. So, this is installed, but they're not achieving that. Um, Model 3 Model Y in Fremont went from half a million to 550,000 50, 50, capacity in, in Fremont, which uh, if anyone has seen Fremont these days, that's uh, it's quite an achievement because that thing is packed. So being able to um, squeeze out 10% more Model 3 Model Ys from there is impressive. Then Berlin, uh, last quarter Tesla was only reported an early ramp in Berlin. Uh, now they are reporting more than 250,000 vehicle capacity there. So that's, uh, what is that? That's uh, 5,000 uh, a week? No. Yeah, 5,000 a week, I think. Um, what is my map? What Sounds possible. 250,000 divided by uh, 52, basically. Uh, yeah, that's roughly 5,000 units a week. Of course, they're not achieving that right now, but they have the capacity deployed, and if they can even ramp up, uh, they, they, they can achieve that. Same thing for Texas. Though we know the thing with Texas, like they did switch to 2170 cells. That's the reason why they've been able to ramp up a lot over the last few weeks. Uh, And then Shanghai, massive, massive increase in Shanghai going from 450,000 units to 750,000 capacity deployed. So this is a massive electric vehicle factory. So if you do uh, add them all up together, where is it set? 2 million? I, don't know. I Yeah, you're pretty close. 1. 1.9 1. 9 million annual capacity deployed right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's going to go up by the end of the year, most likely with uh, Berlin and Texas uh, going up. Uh, again, Not. Uh, I think this, this is aiming for Berlin and Texas to have about a, an exit rate of 5,000 units by the end of the year, but uh, the, uh, the install capacity is going to have increased by then too. And with Cybertrucks coming next year in Texas, that's going to also increase. They had it also, uh, they used to be future products. Now it's called Taxi and others. So we know that the RoboTaxi is apparently going to be in production as soon as next year. So
1: that's what Elon is saying. Sort of official.
0: Yeah, a little bit more official, let's say. Um, speaking of Taxi, the uh, full self-driving beta got some data released through the earnings report. 35 million miles driven on full self-driving beta so far. Tesla released this neat little chart that show how it increased. You can see that before, <laughs> like uh, before September and October uh, last year, which is when the, the beta went much larger to uh, closer to 100,000 people in it. Before that, it was always only like the Twitter superfan that that uh, Elon greenlit did for the program and a few other people, um, and of course the internal beta so it really over the, the whole year the full, the full first year of uh, fsd beta there was not that much total knowledge accumulated but obviously with the adding like over 90,000 people to it over the last uh, 6 months or so that thing shoot up and you can see that most recently that it, it went up too and that's that's me right there that's when i got it <laughs> going to say, good news <laughs>
1: i'm at 95 hey 95 like keep and- it up yeah, cuz we went to Montreal. You know how every time I leave my house, like I get the warnings? So like, yeah, I'm losing points every time I but we were gone for 2 weeks. And and, uh, and you did a lot of highway mileage. Probably. Highway mileage, you know. Yeah. Uh autopilot. Uh, and so, your wife drove back the car from Montreal exactly. too. That could
0: have helped, sir. Yep. just Also that.
1: added bonus, uh we're getting uh the door fixed. There was a a rock came up and hit the door. So, Ooh. we're not touching it for a week. So theoretically, yeah, the next FSD not, that comes out,
0: ninety-five, you might be fine. I think some people with ninety-five got it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure, but I think more ninety-seven would have been more your oh, sweet shoot. spot. Maybe I have to go up again. Um, what I was going to say though? I forget. But anyway, there was another like quick little wave of people that came out around <clears> May, June, and uh, that's when I got into the program. And that also you can see that accelerated the pace. But now thirty-five million miles. You know, another on the call said that that. He believes that that's more full self driving miles than maybe all other programs combined from other companies. But you have to be careful with that because the data is is different for everyone. And, and so if you look at like Waymo's data, Waymo, what they do, it's actually full self driving. This, this is the FSD beta. It's not, it's sort of like if, if it when it works, it is. But, um, it's a different
1: product than what Waymo and Cruise are working on really. Yeah, what do you think about the 100,000 Tesla drivers in North America had access to FSD? So that's is that the official number of Yeah, FSD that's the official sales? number
0: of people in the program right now. Okay. That's you No, know, that's actually a million high.
1: by the end of the year. So there's a million people that bought full self driving.
0: No, that, that's what I don't understand. I cannot imagine that to be true. I think there's a a million cars on the road cable north america that can buy a full self driving package right now so i'm thinking that he, in his view it's going to improve enough and then until the end of the year that they're going to not only widen the access but that more people are going to want to jump on board and buy it but at the same time he said that the call he said yeah, he also is going to increase the price of it so like this is starting like at $12,000 it's a it's hard to convince someone to uh, Especially on a fifty, sixty thousand dollar car, it's yeah. a, it's a lot of money. And right now, I mean, coming from someone who love his car, I love my Model Three. I just drove, I'm nearing three thousand miles in three weeks on it right now, and I, I love the car. I love autopilot, I love Tesla. But if I had to pay twelve thousand dollars to get FSD, I would not do it in a million years right now. It's just yeah. not as it's not that useful. Right. I mean, we're gonna get into that a little bit more later too, because. Uh, you, you you just tested a, something that's actually useful in autonomy right now, though not completely out there just yet. Yeah, different,
1: different world. Yeah.
0: All right. The, like I said, the forty six eighty thing that 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 came out like just nonstop during the call. Everyone was asking what's happening with forty six eighty because, and with good with good reason that people were asking for it because there's a lot of concern at this time for the forty six eighty because. Tesla it was supposed to bring it to production this year. Well, they have for doing, producing it, but they, it, it, the new Model Y in Berlin and, and, and Texas was supposed to be using the 4680, and it's supposed to be a big deal, not just because of the cell itself and the improvement it brings, but because of the structural battery pack architecture uh, that it enables. So a lot of great things was coming from that. But then Tesla started production in Texas but extremely low production of it, In Berlin, they decide to start instead with the 2170. And now they switch Texas. Well, they're not switch. I think they do it side by side. But they ramp up Texas using the 2170 instead of using the 4680. So a lot of speculation was Tesla is having a ton of issues ramping up 4680 production, which is the truth. They they, they said that they they are having a lot of these specified that there's a lot of problem. Elon talked a lot about the dry electrode issue. Uh, which is probably one of the most like breakthrough technology within the, the the cell so obviously it's harder to bring to volume production but uh th- there was some good news at least Drew Bagnino, the Tesla vice president senior vice president of powertrain and energy engineering which kind of I kind of see him as this de facto uh, chief technology officer since uh, JB Straubel um, left Tesla uh Drew said that uh they are up 35 uh, whoop, whoop, uh, 35% months, month over month, every month since March at the Cato factory. So, the Cato factory is a little pilot plant, let's say a little, it's actually kind of a high volume production pilot plant that's uh, just outside of uh, the Fremont factory on Cato Road. And uh, the other good news is that they plan to start production of the 4680 cell in Texas, at GigaFactory Texas, this quarter. And By the end of the year, they expect Texas to have higher production capacity than Cato without confirming how much they're producing in Cato other than a 35% increase month over month since March. But it has to be quite significant because they had a million sales. uh, And was it in January? Earlier this year, they achieved a million sales, but like a million sales that over over time, like I think they were producing it for like months and months before that. Uh, But it's still significant. And uh, yeah, once they do that in, in, tex- in Texas, I think the Ram pub is gonna is gonna go great. They kept they kept reiterating, we have plenty of twenty one seventy now. Like we have our, our all our partners, um, Panasonic and uh, can CATL and uh, well, see, and yeah, they CATL doesn't do the twenty one seventy, but uh, or maybe they do. I don't know. But LG, Samsung, all those guys are, are producing enough twenty one seventy for us. So they uh, they feel confident that they won't need to achieve their very ambitious production ramps during the second half of the year. They don't really need the 4680. They can do it with the 2170. But obviously next year you really want the 4680. And Elon made some interesting comment about the structural battery pack and how they can improve. He said that the he said the architecture itself is an A. Like he kept like grading the as if like a like school grades type of thing. That the architecture is an A. Because I mean it's a big improvement for the, the the whole idea of like the, the, the pack being part of the structure instead of something that you're just carrying around like a backpack. So that's an A, but the the, the optimization within that is a C right now. So they say that there's a lot of optimization it can do. But we want about that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, do, do I want the Model Y coming out of Gigafactory Texas right now? Or do I want to wait for uh, a more refined version? And I think that uh, the latter starts to be more uh, appealing. Yeah. All right, the last thing I want to discuss as part of the earnings is the Tesla Energy Division uh, that had a great quarter, though we kind of um, Electric obtained the numbers before everyone, and we kind of knew that that was coming, that uh, there was they, they achieved record uh, solar deployment in the residential solar panel market, which is the vast majority of the installation. And now that we have the final number, we can get a kind of a good idea of the, the difference because it was uh, just over 70 megawatt uh, residential U.S. solar deployed in Q2, and Tesla reported 106 uh kilowatt uh, sorry kilowatt, megawatt de- deployed of solar so we know that there's a 30 something uh percent of the deployment that's not residential u.s. solar so either outside of the u.s. or most likely commercial commercial and i think a lot of that might just be due t- <clears> on <throat> tesla's own facilities like the gigafactory yeah. In texas yeah it's- just filling that one roof is probably a, like a third of the the, the year yeah, and it, and it grew a lot. Like we, we just saw pictures uh, of it. That they released a new a new picture of the roof, and uh, it filled out a lot. Like this this might not look like as a percentage of the roof, it doesn't look like much. But the place, I mean, you've been there. Said it's so huge yeah. that like uh, if I were to just make a guess right now, there might be like twenty
1: megawatts on that roof already. <laughs> yeah, just around the S and the L is like yeah, a couple couple uh, huge buildings, normal buildings. Yeah.
0: And that, and they want to they want to fill the whole thing now. So now they're just doing the letter first, so that they can spell it out, Tesla. But the whole thing's gonna fill other than the the letters. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, I don't know how much it's gonna be total. I know that the they were aiming for seventy megawatts, I think, on the gigafactory Nevada, but that never really uh, came to fruition. All right. So yeah, there's the um, solar did great. Uh, Energy storage also they grade one point one three gigawatt hour, and Tesla did note that uh they, they they're having supply issues uh, Elon also said like for for example like power wall like they they're they're starving uh the chips for power walls uh in order to uh keep them from other products so
1: uh, power walls always get the shaft they're always the lowest on the uh, totem pole yeah that's that's they for used sure. to use out when the batteries were low now the chips.
0: Yeah, there's a lot about it. I mean, you remember a few weeks ago we uh we saw there's uh there's uh someone that flew a drone over a giga factory in Nevada and there was hundreds and hundreds of mega packs outside of the factory, and people were all saying like, oh this is great, Tesla is having another like giant project that they're gonna ship out soon. But I, I didn't know from our article, we don't know if those are ready to ship. They might be accumulating there because they might be waiting for some things like maybe like their the computers and theirs, because these there's a computer in each one. Uh, maybe they just don't have that yet. The only thing, the only thing that uh, wasn't great from the report when it comes to Tesla Energy is no mention whatsoever of solar roof, just none whatsoever. And we did uh, in our report prior to the earnings about uh, Tesla Solar Division doing great when it comes to solar panel. It did extremely poorly when it comes to solar roof. Uh, if I remember correctly, just two two megawatts or something like that. Uh, yeah, two megawatts were deployed during the whole quarter. And um, And yeah, at the same time, we also had another news that came out of that is that Tesla was stopping scheduling for solar roof installation in most markets in the U.S. this week. So this is uh, solar roof is just not doing great right now. Some third-party solar installers were like we're we are not stopping. So sounds like Tesla does have the supply to, uh, or maybe they just had some inventory for those people. But yeah, it's not uh, it's not great right now.
1: You know, what's weird is uh, the people who actually get them done, and it does take longer than a, a typical solar roof, but the people who get them done are really, like, usually pretty happy with the product. Once everything is done right. and once the system is activated,
0: yeah, I mean, it's a stunning, stunning product. Like, it's just, there's no, I don't know, like, people, a lot of people just are, are when when Elon says that oh, it's a great looking roof and most look, roof look ugly, or, like, people are like, who cares <laughs> Like most roof uh, look like? Uh, but it is undoubtedly, if you look at objectively, it's a better looking product, uh, and uh, there's the advantage of like you can put your solar cells exactly. You can put more of them. There's there's a lot of great advantage to it. You can put them on a the roof that you that doesn't matter if you need to replace a roof soon. It's a new roof. There's a lot of great things, but the customer experience in terms of the installations and getting everything activated has been awful, and uh, and. Sometimes like uh, we've reported on people living lift on uh, being living over, under a tarp for a roof for months at a time because Tesla couldn't get the installation going. So there's a lot of bad situations like that uh, with, with the product, but you're right. When, once it, once it works, it works and it's uh, it's pretty great. I just don't, I just don't know when and how Tesla's gonna finally be able to just make it happen. All right, the uh, Tesla Supercharger V4 is coming out. Uh, we got the first leak to a uh, site plan that would release for uh, one station coming in Danvers, Danvers uh, uh, Massachusetts. So not Danvers, Danvers. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you're familiar with this right here, which is the Urban Supercharger, it looks like a very similar design, just much larger because yep. uh, uh, you have a side-by-side here. Yeah, there you go. That's a side-by-side with the current V3 station, which V3 and V2 are virtually the same design-wise. But this is the V4 and uh, much taller, probably a good foot taller. And uh, the instead of having the cable being inside of it, which I thought was a nice design because it kind of like protected it a little yep. bit. Not that you need that much protection from it. But now it's outside, but the, here is the, the big thing. is like this is a much longer cable. Yep. I just that's the fact that the it starts all the way at the the top too it makes it easier
1: to uh, manipulate and uh, and a lot longer good for uh, third party cars and you know theoretically if uh, other cars are charging also theoretically better for Cybertruck I don't know if that's a consideration but yeah um, I mean I, I didn't think of that but you're definitely right for the
0: other the third party vehicles like they just I mean. I think Tesla's design is, is the best uh, yeah. in term of that like there's, and to be fair a lot of other automakers do it right too it's just there's a bunch of them that you get you get in there and like what, what did you do like just what just put it where the, the gas things goes like everyone knows that it makes sense like just put it there and we're gonna plug it there and everyone's gonna know and you, we don't have to go into a puzzle every time you go charging but uh, yeah the, still then also just people like park not great and like uh, but the the Tesla supercharger one is extremely short like you have to you have to back up like a lot to, to make it happen and I'm always a little bit concerned but normally it works um I, I was I used a ton of supercharger more than I I probably used more supercharger in the last two weeks than I did the last four years of being a Tesla owner. and uh, I have to say like the supercharger experience is incredible like there's how many times I I've used uh, third party, like CCS station, like from Electric Fire America, if go, like probably one tenth of the supercharger network. And I've experienced issues at like 30% of them, like so much more than and Tesla, even though I use Tesla like 10 times. On this whole trip, the last three weeks, drove from Montreal all the way down. Now I'm in New Orleans and I've been in Mississippi and the South and all, and all that. And never have I encountered a station that has a, a stall that hasn't worked until yesterday. I, I drove down from Jackson and um from, from Jackson to New Orleans and I stopped in Mecom, um, Mississippi. And when I click on it to navigate there, it tells me there's two stalls that are not working. Oh, good to know. There's two stalls. I'm going I'm not gonna use those two stalls, and they named those two stalls in there, like two A, two B. You know what, said I arrived there, who's there? Tesla trying to fix it. Wow. <laughs> two model Ys from California. We're there, uh, with uh, with two two gentlemen working on it. It's just like what's the what are the odds of that? Like the first time I run into a station that's not working, Tesla already there trying to fix it. Um, but yeah, this is a V three, uh, the V four, excuse me. We uh we, we don't know that uh, we, we don't know the exact differences other than the design of it right now. But of course, the CCS uh, integration we expect to be part of it. Uh, whether it's a dual cable, whether it's an adapter, whatever whatever integration is going to be, uh, that's going to be part of it. And uh, we know that Tesla lately has been talking about a higher charge rate, uh, 300 to 350 uh, has been the, the what they've been talking about over, over the last few uh, earnings calls. So we expect a little bump on that too. Though obviously that's like depends on what the car can take and what's the actual curve of the charging session. Uh, we have uh, two more uh, little stories about Tesla here, and I uh, see there's already questions about them in the comments because they are weird ones. <laughs> They're not. They, they came out yesterday, and a lot of people are like, "What's happening here?" Uh, the first one is about uh, Omed uh, uh, Omed Af Afshar. We'll call it Omed if he doesn't mind. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that's what he's mostly known for, anyway, around Tesla. And we we've, we've known of Ahmed for a while now because he's uh, he's kind of uh, Elon Musk's chief of staff for a long time. Elon had Sam Teller, who was was his chief of staff for both Tesla and SpaceX. He was just always around Elon, and he was uh, just managing his, his office of the CEO. But uh, he he went away in 2019. And Omed sort of filled in, though it looks like it's mostly for Tesla and his role is director of the office of the CEO for Tesla, uh, though I'm, I'm sure he, he, he does things for SpaceX every now and again. Um, but yeah, he, he uh, lately also he's been uh, credited by Elon himself, like in this picture, uh, for leading the construction project for Tesla Dia Factory, Texas. And he's also known as being like the go-between between a lot of uh Elon's direct reports. If Elon is not like he's too busy, like they will report to Omed, and then Omed will uh will report back to um uh, to Elon. So he's a very important person, obviously, for Elon, and he has been for the last few years. And now he's reportedly about to get fired, uh, according to a report from Bloomberg. A very strange report, because he's getting fired over some special glass. So the there was a purchase order. Made by Omed with Tesla's the the finance, uh on by Tesla's uh, supply chain the purchasing department for some kind of construction material that's only been described as special glass. We don't know what's special about it, but apparently it's something that's hard to get. And obviously Tesla, being Tesla, the, it's easier for them to get it because they 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 they're a huge company. Um, and the, the, the purchase was flagged for some reason by the finance department as potentially being uh, for personal use. And uh, we don't know much so far, but according to Bloomberg report, the, uh, some people have already been fired over, the, over the, the, the situation through the investigation for that purchase. So my understanding here is probably like some of those employees being fired or talking to Bloomberg, if I, if, uh, I would have to guess. And uh, the, they're not happy about it, <laughs> I would have to guess, because it sounds like Tesla might be throwing some people under the bus not to, you know, they're not to go too high on this. Because right. right now, the suspicion apparently is that the order is for Elon, but for personal use. And Omed uh, placed the order. And now, according to the Bloomberg report, they say that uh, Omed is likely going <laughs> to be put on a leave of absence and is going to be fully terminated uh, later on. Which, uh, for people that don't understand here, like the impact is like when when you have a a company, any company, and especially not like a big public company. Public company, yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to use any kind of company resources, not even funds. Okay. Any type of company resources for personal use is a big no no. And um, so, even if it's a CEO who owns the company, like where it owns 20% of the company, if you, you cannot do that. So now it's not confirmed that it was for Elon for personal use. It it might be one of those occasions that, uh, unfortunately, for Homed, is going to be the one taking the the sword, and uh, he's under the bus. Yeah, he's been thrown under the bus, and uh, because obviously, I doubt I think they're going to do everything not to fire
1: Elon over (laughs) purchase of glass. Uh, So you might. The thing about Elon though is like he flies to the Mediterranean to you know party on a boat and you know shirtless like he's doing that with the Tesla jet, you know, like he just reimburses them for the usage, but I don't know how this.
0: Yeah. Apparently is it's the SpaceX jet, like it, or and, and Tesla has to reimburse SpaceX or for the use of the jet when he uses it for, uh, or, or now it might be is jet too. Uh, it used to be SpaceX jet. It used to be SpaceX commercial jet and Tesla would reimburse SpaceX when, you know, uses it for, uh, Tesla related stuff. Now it might be his jet, and if it's, if it's his personal jet, then Tesla oh, yeah. just reimburses him whenever uh, he uses business. it for, for for business reasons. So that, that that's okay. Uh, it's just this thing, it would be like if it's for his house or whatever, apparently he doesn't have a house. He has a $50,000 house. I don't think you need special glass for that. Um, though the whole $50,000 house has been put to question a few times, and right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So yeah, this this whole thing is undoubtedly strange, but there 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 might be there's a good reason for people to get fired over that. Is just that they might not be the right people, I would guess. If uh, Tesla might be like just scrambling to find a way to just like find a culprit, but not it being Elon. Otherwise, it would be. And I mean, at the same time, like I have to say, like like Elon is even though I'm not a fan of all his decision and uh, all his comments and everything, I think he's still extremely important to to Tesla. Uh, I don't know if he needs to be CEO necessarily, but I, I think he, I would want him to at least stay as like product architect or things like that, because I think he pushed for very great products. Uh, but I don't want him to see it <laughs> for for buying some glass. That would be a silly way to go. Yes, indeed. And then the other weird story, too, that came out is Tesla is getting its own exclusive lane at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, So look at this picture here. It makes for a very funny, like a signage picture. Yeah, they even have the font and the logo there. yeah the, the fun everything exclusive auto then tesla camiones vacio <laughs> despacho congento <laughs> that's tesla right there <laughs> it's pretty
1: hilarious i mean if you have a tesla can you drive through that lane
0: yeah well that, that's what everybody's is saying now like oh you can just you, you just do that and like people are like well what's happening does tesla making a, like a suburban now like here's the thing it's not about like if you have a tesla it's about tesla suppliers and tesla itself because they have a lot of suppliers in uh, Nuevo Leon, which is um, the, the specific state where uh, the border is. It's kind of, I didn't know about that. This is kind of interesting. I don't know if you've seen that set. Yeah, it's red. red. Like, look Just at a the,
1: small border.
0: Yeah, look at the, how the, the, the state is drawn here. Like, It's a weirdly safe state that actually doesn't really border uh, the U.S. or Texas in specifically. Except for this little tiny stretch of nine miles here that they've drawn in. And... Uh, they, uh, they, they, they can control that border apparently. Like it's not, uh, I'm sure there's some federal involvement, but the, the state has some control over the border crossing um, that uh, doesn't necessarily have to go to the federal level. So Tesla apparently negotiated with the Nuevo Leon st- state in Texas to have uh, this exclusive lane in order to go through the border faster. And um, And yeah, I mean... As you can see, like this is not like also like near any kind of major center, <laughs> sorry in the, in the US. So it's apparently not a very popular border crossing. The longest wait time of like twenty minutes or something. So, but maybe Tesla expect that it's gonna it's gonna be uh, bigger, especially now that they have Gigafactory Texas a little bit further north here, uh, and uh, they have a lot of suppliers in Mexico. Uh, Mister Mr., uh, Mr., Mister 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 Ivan Rivas said that uh, he's, the, he's the economy minister there. He said that there was an incentive negotiated with Tesla to expedite and make it more efficient the crossing. And Mr. Bivas, uh confirmed that Tesla has at least six uh, suppliers here in uh, or there in, in Nuevo Leon, including Inflex Corp, Quanta Computer. Sorry, I don't know what this crazy sounds here. I don't know if it's uh, thunder or whatever. I'm just in a brand new Airbnb that I just arrived, so it still sounded weird to me. I think it's thunder, though. It looks it just got super dark here out of nowhere. Um, yeah, um, Quanta Computer, so very important to uh, expedite any kind of shipment of a uh, computer chip. I think that's what Quanta does. Uh, F- uh, Forisha, which is a giant automotive supplier, ZF, also a giant automotive supplier, and APG Mexico, which I, I think is a glass supplier. Hmm. Maybe that's where the special glass is coming from. Mm, interesting. Uh, but uh, what's something that wasn't mentioned in the report from Bloomberg that I think is worth mentioning because this is a kind of a like a big deal if it's just like to make little your suppliers a little bit like save them a few minutes is that Elon did mention earlier this year that Tesla is looking at sites in Mexico for a new factory because we if you remember I reported on uh, this meeting that Tesla had internally where one of the employee asked where is going to be the new factory in the U.S. And then Elon corrected her. He said, actually, the new factory, we're looking at site in North America, so Canada and Mexico. And obviously, me being Canadian, I kind of uh, laser-focused myself on Canada. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like it could be a nice factory from Tesla in Canada. But obviously, Mexi, when he's, he corrected her, it made it sound mostly that the next factory might not be in the U.S., but might be in either Canada or Mexico. And uh, if Tesla is going as far as like negotiating exclusive lanes at border crossing in Mexico, sounds like uh, you could uh, maybe have a factory there. And uh, Nuevo, Nuevo León is widely recognized as like a big uh, uh, pro automotive manufacturing state. All right, before we get into the non-Tesla news,
1: I think Seth, you have a few good words to say about our sponsor, Aventin. All right, yeah, this week's electric podcast is sponsored by Aventon electric bikes. Aventon offers premium e-bikes and accessories at a great value. Adventure delivered direct to your front door. The company offers a wide range of electric bicycles armed with powerful e-bike motor that goes up to 28 miles per hour. That includes its award-winning Next Gen Pace 500 and 350 that set new standard for upright cruiser e-bikes with their latest feature and design upgrades. The next-gen Pace 500 has an improved battery that is now fully integrated into the frame, along with integrated rear brake lights and headlight. Available in various sizes and colors, you'll find a step-through frame option on the new models. You can check out the new Aventon Pace 500 and 350 on the company's website, Aventon.com. That's A-V-E-N-T-O-N.com. Thanks, Aventon, for sponsoring the Electrix Show. Yes, thank you,
0: Aventon. Alright, we have a few more news items to discuss and then we're going to jump into the comment section. So if you guys have any questions for us, uh, you can put them in the comment section right now. I want to get to it in uh, about 15-20 minutes. First news item I want to discuss now is the Chevy Blazer EV that was uh, unveiled this week. So we, we we knew it was coming. We have seen a few teaser images and everything. But now we have the full design and all the specs uh, that um, our friends at GM released. Here's the Full vehicle. Well, we kind of have seen that already, but uh, we have a few of the colors here. It is, I mean, as far as it goes from the design, I think it's near uh, near perfect for a vehicle of that kind of uh, price range, which uh, is forty five thousand dollars to sixty six thousand dollars. So not not an not, not a luxury vehicle, but like higher hand of uh, the mid mid range market. It's a very good-looking car for that. Like I think they did their due diligence, and you can see still the same design accent as you see in the Bolt EV and the EUV, but upgraded, in my opinion. I, I like agree. It. This one in particular, I like that color.
1: I kind of like the red.
0: Last one here. Yeah, the these uh, air—I mean, it's not air intake; it would be air outtake, probably. As a uh, from from the front wheel, it looks yeah. pretty cool.
1: I think it's just a design thing because the uh, charger yeah. port's actually right there. Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. You're right. All right. Here's
1: uh, some of the few trims. So you have the one
0: lt and the two LT. Uh, both nineteen nineteen inch wheels. Forward wheel drive. Uh, oh, what Okay, no. So yeah, forward wheel drive, and then you have. Uh, for the 2LT, you can add the option on the all-wheel drive. Uh, then the range for the 1LT, you have the smaller battery pack, giving you 247 miles of range. You go up to two hundred ninety miles ninety-three miles of range with the 2LT, uh, and uh, those are, are pretty close in price, $45,000 uh, for the 1LT and $47,600 uh, for the 2LT, though I don't know how much it costs to add the all-wheel drive version do we have that maybe not
1: i think the first one coming out is the ss and that's that's going to have the 22 inch wheels and the all-wheel drive
0: well like, this one know. comes standard with the all wheel drive so you have the drill motor right away uh 22 uh, inch wheels that's that's pretty big for for a car that size yeah uh 290 miles of
1: range but start at sixty-six thousand dollars. yeah it's be pretty quick too i think it's going to have like zero to 60 time under four seconds
0: Oh yeah, because the the, there's, the the two motors are not small. Uh, they have uh, 557 horsepower, so that's uh, that's significant. Uh, and then in between that, you have the RS on 21-inch wheel. This one you have the option of four-wheel dr- four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, or all-wheel drive. So that's interesting. Uh, and uh, this one gives you the longest range. Do I assume it's dependent on the? On what option you're going to choose there. I would assume that the uh, rear wheel drive will give you the longest. Yeah, I range think so. Yeah. At 220 miles. And uh, this one, $52,000. So a lot cheaper than an SS. The SS is like kind of a fully equipped sport version of. You
1: know, it's kind of weird. I don't think any, I've ever heard of a car that is offered in front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, or all wheel drive. I, I was thinking that too. And I was thinking of another example. And, uh,
0: you can have the option of like rear wheel drive or front wheel drive when it comes to Tesla, but
1: not, not to have only the front motor, basically. Yeah, they don't have only the front motor. And, and it's kind of weird.
0: Sorry for the sound here. Like it's just raining like a tropical rainstorm right now. So <laughs> I, you know, I,
1: I can hear the feedback in my headphones. Yeah, no, it's actually now. not so bad. Although, yeah. uh, if, your, if your internet goes out, we'll know why.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's
1: uh, thunder right now, but also like just
0: tropical rain coming down. Um, all right, uh, here's a little bit better look at the, at the car. Yeah, it is, it is quite, okay, there you see it. But yeah, I don't know. And I think there's also like a kind of a hair flow thing uh, underneath yeah. here because it's just too big for just the, the charge port. But the whole thing moves as, as well. Um, nice yeah, big nice sunroof. sunroof. Yeah, giant sunroof. Ooh, the red interior is,
1: ooh, I like
0: that. I like that.
1: I actually have a red uh, Bolt EUV at the moment for testing. And it kind of reminds me of this. Although the interior is nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, were you, are you seeing that the interior is red too?
0: No, it's not. It's just black. Okay. okay, okay. But the outside looks similar. Yeah, no, I've seen the red EUV. Uh, yeah, it's it's good looking outside. All right. right, uh, eleven kilo, 11.5 kilowatt level 2 charging. 190 kilowatt DC fast charging. They say... Seventy, yeah, that's solid. But seventy-eight miles of range in ten minutes—that's that's not that's kind of figure that I like to. Listen, doesn't mean much really, because we—when when do you get those seventy-eight miles in ten minutes? Like, is it when you're at zero? Like this? It's probably when you're at yeah. zero, um, or just above that. So a few feature. You have some choreographed walk-up and wall-the-way animation for the uh, LED exterior. You have Super Cruise. Uh, ants free driving available, other ADSS features like reverse automatic braking and advanced park assist, um, monochromatic appearance for the LT trims, the RS features a black grille. Oh, did we see that? Uh, the SS has a unique front grille with a two-tone color scheme, so we saw that earlier. Uh, front lightning on the RSS and the RS and SS convey the state of charge of, oh, that's cool, uh, kind of a Rivian, I think, does that, right? They were going to do that, and huh? now they decided not to. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I mean, you always want to check your app anyways instead of yeah. checking your, your front lights. Um, tailgate can open Ends free when the key fob is recognized by the sensor at the rear. Ends free start: the driver simply pushes the brake pedal. That's nice. That, that 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 I like. That I like a lot. I, like, I don't like that. That's one thing I don't like about the Mustang key and everything, especially when you come from a Tesla. Like, you have to power it on, power it down. Like, do we really need that? Like, just I'm parked. I'm walking away. Shut the car down. I'm getting in. I'm putting in drive. Let me put it in and drive or pressing the brake in this case, the same thing. You still have to push the brake normally. Uh I'm gonna have sex, uh, I have access to the Altium charging 360 network. Neonville is police version too, so it sounds like they want to market it to um to police departments across the US, which it makes sense. I mean uh, uh it's it's a bright size vehicle, right specs for for a police vehicle, I think. Uh, here we have some more pictures of the interior. That's the one the LT versus two LT. I
1: literally don't see You cannot see it. <laughs> I know. I,
0: I don't know, know if Scooter just. <laughs> He's just put messing the same with us.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the shade of the seats looks slightly different. Okay, let's let's try this one. This is the two tone. Okay, it's so like a two tone. wall.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, there's something on the fans too. Look at the The fans have reds on it. Now they know. Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> Scooter pushed it a little with this. <laughs> it's a cool tool. He likes cool. the slider. You found, you found an excuse to use the slider. I yeah. see what you did there, Scooter. Um, but overall, I mean, that's that, that's a great car. I mean, I think the biggest concern, because uh, I had a lot of, especially talking to people here in the south about EVs. They're like, all right, like, when, when can I buy an American EV? Like, oh, Tesla, too expensive and all that. Uh GM is coming out with a few of them. The Chevy Blazer is gonna start at forty five thousand dollars. It's not like a pretty good price if you want like a mid-sized SUV. But it is made in Mexico.
1: That's uh Wow, that's there's thunder, a- right, when you said made in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
0: it is it's gonna be made in Mexico, which uh bummed out a lot of people. And also like make kind <laughs> Biden looks pretty bad, saying Maribara like is leading oh, yeah. electrification in the US and then this well, the, Must- the Mustangs made in Mexico too. Yeah, three. I mean, well,
1: Ford didn't give credit to Jim Farley to electrify right. the whole industry. <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, also, the Equinox is coming probably just as soon, and it looks a lot yeah. like the Blazer, but it starts at thirty thousand. So yeah, and then of old course old. you can buy a Bolt right now for as little as twenty five six yeah. if you can and find a dealer to not take you to the cleaners.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, big markups on those. Uh, I think the uh, Adrian Tatum just mentioned, I think the Blazers actually aim at the Mustang Mach-E, which, which is fair. I think, That's I think a good the, point. Yeah, maybe. I think the Mustang mach look a bit sleeker. This more looks like a more, geez. Uh, this, uh, actually, yeah, it's working. We're, gonna, we're trying to go a little bit faster maybe before <laughs> it, it all shuts down for me here. Um, the electricity is still on too, so uh, yeah. Speaking of Ford, Ford had a uh, big EV reckoning this week, the uh, they confirmed that uh, they're gonna cut eight thousand jobs related to internal combustion ve- uh in- in- production, internal combustion production, ve- the production of internal combustion vehicle. There you go, I got it, got it out. And uh, to focus back on uh, electric electrification of their lineup which uh, I think is the the, unfortunately the right thing to do. Like I know that no one likes to see job cuts and and things like that, but when you are a giant automaker where most of your business is related to internal combustion engine, you're going to have to have those massive restructuring in order to survive. There's just no way around it. Uh, I hope that some of those people can find jobs in uh, electric vehicle manufacturing instead. uh, That would be the goal here. But just as uh, that was announced, uh, Ford also announced Jeez, this one was close, real close. Um, And my neighbors are are like partying outside. It's so strange and it's just... That's very New Orleans. Uh, Yeah. They announced their plan to achieve production of 600,000 units uh, or a run rate of 600,000 units of electric vehicles by the end of next year. And uh, they announced that they managed to secure uh, 60 gigawatt hour of uh, battery capacity in order to achieve that. So that was interesting. So first of all, they break down these, uh, these 600,000 units with 270,000 Mustang Mach-E, 150,000 mm. Transit EV, and 150,000 uh, ford 450 Lightning, which we already knew about, and 30,000 units of this new mid-sized uh, SUV for the European market. And that's going to be built on VW's uh, platform, right? yeah, MEB platform, yeah, that sounds like it. Um yeah, it's gonna be basically probably like an ID4 type of vehicle, but with uh Ford Ford plates, Ford badging. And uh yeah, the uh how they manage to secure 60 gigawatt hour of uh, battery cell, they're gonna move to LFPs to to lithium iron phosphate, like Tesla did uh, two years ago. Uh, the LFP cells are now energy dense enough that uh you can make them work in the vehicle with a little bit shorter range. And uh, the first one to get it is going to be the Mustang Mackie later this year. And then the F 150 Lightning is going to get it too in 2024. So, uh, excuse me, the Mackie is going to be next year. Next year, the LFP. So I I hope that uh, maybe the Mackie is going to be able to go down in price a little bit with the LFP sales. That could be good. Oh. (laughs) Did you see the whole light flashes too? Yeah, we're still on. And also in my microphone, I heard like some static that just came out of my microphone. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that 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 lightning and thunder were like real close, real close. All right. Um. Yeah, they, they released also like a bunch of deals that they made with a ton of uh, different uh, mining companies to secure nickel and, and lithium and uh, manganese and, and all that. Uh, so a few of them are going to, are going to be in North America, uh, yeah. And of course, they have the blue oval SK, the the. the in Canada, yeah. uh has well, a
1: nickel uh, mining operation in Ontario. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think you noticed noted this in the Slack room, but like it's pretty easy math to do that uh, that each the average size of a Ford battery pack is a hundred kilowatt hours. That's yeah great. it sounds it's i was when I, when I saw like 60 gigawatt hours again guys was just
0: gonna make a six hundred thousand vehicles so it does not sound like too big but like i guess with not, not only the f-150 being a much bigger pack but uh the mustang mackie as a, as a big pack too like we, we all we talked a lot about that like the mustang mackie has great range but it's not a very efficient car it's just they have a great range because they have big battery packs in those uh yeah they have uh in tennessee and kentucky of course they have the blue uh blue oval uh SK uh, partnership coming up uh, that's going to build a ton of battery. I actually drove past it in uh, I think in Tennessee or in te- we're in Tennessee and Kentucky. They're super close and I, I drove through all that and I saw the factory being built. Really? Yeah, giant, giant factory. Nice. It's, they're still just at the like the concrete exterior wall, though they're not very far along. Um... All right, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about the drive pilot, set. How did you? What did you think of it?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is one of the nice things about the job is uh, uh, Mercedes flew us at, or flew me out to Germany, uh, put us up in a very nice hotel, and let us go. Well, so there's two other things coming out. Um, one is the EQB uh, uh, review, so we we got to drive around to EQB, and I'll have that review next week and then we also got to drive the uh EQXX prototype which is super cool and we get to talk about that later as well but um while we were at the I can't even pronounce this name immigate something that's uh, near Stuttgart the proving grounds right the proving stuttgart, grounds yes yeah. so no. the mercedes proving grounds near stuttgart about an hour outside of stuttgart um they put together this really interesting program where uh you know we're not we're on their roads it's like but they had like 30 cars that were all doing choreographed things. Um, and you can that, see... That's what vehicle. we're watching right now. If you're listening, uh, only that's what we're watching. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there'd be like three lanes. It felt like a normal highway situation. And then like one car would swerve in front of us or, you know, one car would just hit the brakes or a cop car would come out or... You yeah, know, they had a cop car thing? Yeah, they had a fake cop car. They had a semi. It was very strange because it felt like if you squint a little bit, it felt like you were in a regular highway situation. Yeah but they put this all together and uh, you know, it seems like a pretty like, like they could have just had us go on roads. Like I think it's actually legal. So right now you can see the car swerving and then you can see in the display there that it's, it's also swerving. But uh, one of the things that you can't tell from this video uh, is that the uh, heads up uh, uh, AR display really, really adds to the, um, uh, experience because it's actually putting the display like on the cars in front of you. So you can say, you can see that like, it knows where you, you know, you want to be. It, it, it actually like puts an ax on the car in front of, you know, where you're going. So it's, it's, it's like a whole nother level of like confidence that you get when you see that the, the, Drive pilot actually knows the cars in front of you and what they're doing, and it, it'll tell you ahead of time what it's gonna do, if it's gonna go around or if it's gonna stop. So that I mean, that inspires another level of confidence. And you know, this was obviously a Mercedes choreographed exercise. So, you know, I don't I'm not you, sold you on it. You don't have yet. a lot
0: of bent highways like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> the
1: yeah, with a wall or like the, that. Uh, what do you call it?
0: you even call those a bent highway? Hey, wait a minute! What is
1: the guy showing right now? Oh, uh, They have so Mercedes has video games. They're not quite. Oh, as, that's
0: right. That's right. That's right. What
1: they're not as exciting games? as as Tesla. But he's like, "Hey, let's play a video game." And I was like, "All right," because I'm filming with my right hand. So I yeah, can't, yeah, like, yeah. That look comfortable right now. No. Uh, and like, why? Like, let's let's just watch a video or something. But um, the point is that you don't have to be, um. It's level, to, three. Yeah, level three. Yeah, level three. But the thing is, you have to in level three. You have to be uh, able to take over. So yeah. when things start going bad, for instance, um, I had the phone in front of my face, and it couldn't see my face, so it started freaking out. Um, so it still needs to see your face. You can't go to bed. You can't go to sleep. Um, you can look anywhere in the car you want, um, which is different than level mm-hmm. two stuff like a Chevy Super Cruise or Ford Blue Cruise uh, with that are looking at your eyes. You have to have your eyes on the road. this you don't have to have your eyes on the road, so this is I guess another evolutionary step in the you know in getting to where we want to go. Um, so like overall, it was like really impressive um i was I was just kind of like, yep, it's happening um and you know Mercedes, I think is a little bit less um or they're more conservative on what they'll promise. And they, they seem pretty confident compared to that, who, says that? <laughs> Yes, compared to Tesla. Uh or even, you know, uh any of the other startups or Yeah. Cruise and Waymo have also been, been ambitious yeah. at times. So uh you know, Mercedes has kind of hit all their goals and they're and they aim aimed to uh apply in early twenty twenty three to be in um California and Nevada and also in Germany and i think by mid 2023 they expect to be level 3 on california roads meaning that if you're um, sitting in traffic in la which mm-hmm. i heard is kind of a <laughs> common thing to do there uh, you can you can play that little air hockey game uh, or or do some to more to be fair they, or, they did say that they're going to have like more than that coming right they, right they have yeah. more games although the more games. games they're going to yeah they have snake Not, and but like not movies and
0: things like not like Netflix or whatever
1: you know what we actually got to uh we went to electric uh we were browsing the web on that thing so uh, I think that's what he's doing right now no? yeah yeah it looks like um so it's it's pretty cool it's definitely useful um but we need to see it on real roads in real situations um yeah we I were can't... talking a little
0: bit before the show and I was saying like yeah this this looks great and everything but even though I'm not the biggest fan of full self driving beta, it would work also super well
1: in those control situation, I would think. Yeah. And you know, this is with a huge wall on the left as well, yeah. but this has all been choreographed. Like they didn't yeah. come into this. Um there you, you know, go. Let, yeah. Let's, let's see yeah. Us. yeah. We we browse to electric on this the center's console screen. And uh, you know, theoretically that other screen you could watch videos on. Okay. Um so you can have like a two screen thing. That the web browser is not terribly good, but it's fine. Yeah, the Actually, ads really are not showing good. up, which is not good for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then the you know I, I picked an the EQS. There was another uh, S S class internal combustion engine guy running the same track as me. Um, it's the uh, the interior of the uh, EQS is phenomenal. Like it's super comfortable, yeah. really nice and in, interior. So, I you know, I think this car is going to be, for people shopping for a $130,000 uh, fast sedan, this is going to be up there with the Model S. And the Lucid. And the Lucid, for sure. Yeah, um, no, very impressed.
0: All right, should we jump into the comment section?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of good comments today, so let's get in there. All right, first comment and something we should definitely talk about. Thoughts on Dice leaving VW today? Yeah. I mean, we just saw that uh looks like he... Whoop. Am I still there? Yeah.
0: Okay. I thought I was finally finally Good giving go. up. Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, what it was announced is that uh, he told the board that he's going to leave um, by August, by the end of the August. We don't know where he's going. I would assume that he's going somewhere. He's not like just retiring He's retiring for Volkswagen. If you're not aware of uh, Herbert um, Diaz, he, uh, he was at BMW, came to Volkswagen just around the, the time of the Dieselgate scandal. So he was not responsible for it, but he like took over leadership after all the heads rolled, basically. And he's been pushing really hard for electric vehicle, which, uh, as you can imagine, is kind of a, kind of an obvious move after being cut with all the cheating and the diesel. But uh, he was pushing even harder than the board was really looking for. And there was a lot of tension between him, between the board, between uh, the worker consoles too, because the worker consoles also was afraid that they would uh, result in job being cut and all that. Because you know what? Nuggets. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. And making it a vehicle is also not as uh, labor uh, extensive as a internal combustion engine. So yeah, he went away. He's and now finally, after like years of tension, he's apparently leaving. And we we gonna we expect him to show up again in the EV industry uh, relatively soon. And a lot of speculation now about Tesla. And I don't know how serious that is we do know that uh, apparently he had an offer from tesla back in 2014 15 around the time that uh, he, he took the job at volkswagen so so we don't know like we know we know elon has talked in the past about not wanting to be ceo of tesla forever he wants to remain at tesla uh, at least as a product architect like i discussed earlier also now he's I think he's allowed to become chairman of the board again. Uh, I think his uh, little slap on the wrist from the SEC is is done, and he you he, he would not that uh, Robin Denholm is not doing a good job and everything, but he could technically she could go back as just being a regular board member, and Elon could take over as a, as chairman, so he would still you know be influential that way through voting his shares and also remain in the company as a product architect and push more for innovations and new product and add in a guy like Herbert being just uh, a veteran high level executive in the auto industry uh, and someone that's obviously a lot less controversial than Elon uh, leading the company could, could have its impact and also could just free up Elon to, you know, do other crazy things that uh, turn out to work sometimes And. uh or a lot of people said won't won't happen and it works. So I don't know, but we, we don't know how serious that um much of a real possibility that is.
1: I mean it is kind of weird that uh, Herbert and Elon have kept up their like friendly relationship on Twitter, like taking yeah. pictures together. Like it kind of feels like maybe you know this had been planned for a while or something. If if it does come, if it does come, it'll look like you know this was planned for a while. But
0: yeah, you're right. You're right that they kept in touch. They're both are very complementary of each other. So it might be just completely like normal, like they just uh, both respect their uh, each other. But yeah, it's not certainly common within the industry to have that kind of relationship. And we do have uh, serious the, the the reports about him having an offer from Tesla in 2015 or something like that. Uh, l- looks serious. It looks like it was true. So, yeah, r- r- real possibility. And also, if you're a CEO of Volkswagen, where do you go from there? Like, unless right. he's being pushed out, like we don't know if he's being pushed out, like that. That could be. But if he's uh, leaving of his own volition, uh, where where do you go from there? Like Toyota. I mean, but actually, yeah. I would probably prefer him, like, if Toyota would actually, hire Actually, that him, would be pretty good. Yeah, I would be more excited about that because, like, he would be pushing for Toyota to accelerate their EV plan. And we know God knows he didn't need that.
1: The last so, non-Japanese uh, CEO to run a Japanese car maker had to leave Japan in a Trello case, <laughs> though. So maybe that's not the best. Maybe, that's, the, maybe that's not the best place.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, uh let's move move on. Donald Cooper asks uh says, Haven't had time to watch you guys in a while. Any news on the Cyberquad? Oh boy. Uh, uh the Radio Flyer a, one.
0: Yeah, that's not a very high priority, I think, for Tesla. I know I know it's exciting though. I would uh, if there was anything about it, I would jump on it, Donald. They should just outsource excited. it to Radio Flyer. Just but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing too. Also like on the Tesla does great products and I'm sure they're gonna if they finally do it, it's gonna be nice, but the the uh, an ATV an electric, uh, electrifying an ATV is the kind of thing that you already make it so much better when you're electrifying, just like the jet ski with Tiger that I, that I try. Like, it's just already so much better I don't know how much you would need a Tesla to do it. Um, there's not that many options out there, there are a few of them, but they are like closer to like toy version than an actual like useful ATV. But funny enough, where I live in Shawinigan in Quebec, there's a company right now called Teron, T H E R O N. And they're making the I want I don't remember the name of the I think It's the Reaver, if I don't. Uh, I need I need to go check them out soon because they're literally like ten minutes away from where I live, and uh, they have a few prototypes, I think. Um, and they are planning to start a few like uh, beta program deliveries soon to actual customers to test them in the wild. And this this is a legit like electric ATV developed to be uh, electric from the ground up. So there's gonna be other option when it comes to ATV. Maybe not look as sexy as the Cyberquad, but still.
1: All right, uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, Joel Sapp, what is the total capacity of Giga Austin roof? And then a follow up there. One YouTuber thought it was something like 375 megawatts. Wow. That'd uh, be big. I mean, I'm
0: maybe. Uh, I, I never did the math, Joel, so I, I Yeah, I,
1: you can you can find out pretty easily by yeah. getting the area of the roof and then, yeah. you know, what a typical solar panel watts per yeah. you know foot or whatever, square foot. All right. Uh, Anthony Archer, power walls are batteries from used cars. Uh, I don't think that's true. Used cars are in high demand. All right. So that's not true. No, that's not accurate. Uh, oh, Joel Sapp, my wife is in Stowe. Any suggestions where you can go other than Ben & Jerry's? A uh, little off topic, but uh, go to Butler's <laughs> Pantry. You'll, you'll be all right there. All right. Have you been to Ben & Jerry's, though? I've been to ones. It's awesome. Yeah, they're great. There's one in Manchester I love. All right. uh, The Jose says, uh, what's the story about Tesla? Oh, we talked about that. Purchase that special glass. Uh, Go back a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think we went into it. Uh,
1: Then Sierra Vermont uh, corrects. Powerwalls are not, most certainly not batteries taken from used cars. And Herbert Dice going Tesla. We talked about that. Oh, that was crazy. Uh, (laughs) The Tesla sign at the border was faked. Do we know if no, I No, I
0: think he thought that it was fake. Uh, it, it was not. It's a legit picture that I think the picture was sent by the
1: border agent. It's not That's crazy. crazy. All right. Uh, I thought it was funny my haircut lady who's from Vietnam, all right, it's starting out good, told me about six times not to buy anything from Vinfast when we were discussing EVs. Hmm, interesting.
0: Well, it does have an interesting history. I think it's literally like a noodle company that you grew like how the control into a bunch of different Things and now they're doing EVs. Doesn't mean that they're going to make bad
1: EVs, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I them out. I, 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 you might take that woman's uh, advice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. David Canada. Will Rivian or other EV trucks have a co-act door near the trailer hitch to allow trailers like upcoming Airstream to power the truck for longer drives?
0: Well, I don't know if they're going to have that, but. Uh, you do have Airstream and other trailer manufacturer working on self-powered uh, trailers. So you have a battery pack in a trailer, and you have an electric motor in the. Uh, well, I guess you, you it would be useful to have some kind of
1: connectivity between the two, obviously. But and I you, think you, you can. You also need the vehicle to be able to charge while driving if you're going to do that. No, but it does. It's not
0: about uh, charging the vehicle. It's about the trailer powering itself enough to remove some of the towing necessity, like the the, the pulling
1: necessity from the vehicle. Yeah, I mean, There's that's, drive, cool. that's what view. the Airstream has, and that's yeah. cool. But I think he says, upcoming Airstream to power the truck for longer drives.
0: But that, it is the, yeah. same, the same result, basically. So that's what also like the startup that uh, the former Tesla employees, like they are still in stealth mode, but they're slowly coming out. I don't remember we did the reporting on on them, but we we do have a reblog on it on on electric. You can check them out. Uh, I forget the name now, but they they are developing that just a trailer that that the idea is like all right, you have a three hundred mile SUV, but you have a trailer behind it becomes a hundred and fifty miles of SUV. But if you have a three hundred mile SUV and the trailer powers itself uh, on the road, then you still have a three hundred mile SUV with a trailer.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a. a- pretty cool area to keep an eye on i love that airstream like they were kind of driving that thing around it's pretty cool oh and they
0: parked it too like you can literally like drop the itch and then just park it itself like it's it's pretty cool all
1: right uh adrian tatum the cadillac celestique looks fantastic obviously the targets are rolls royce and bentley do either of you know when these two british slash german brands will introduce their all-electric models
0: they both have unveiled things that are supposed to come out, but a lot of it has been delayed a little bit. And, uh, uh, so Rolls-Royce is BMW, and we know that BMW uh, has had some issues with the rollout of it. the vehicles. It's more, very much in the last year or two that things are starting, even more so in the last year that things started to ramp up a little bit with the i4 and the iX, or now the iX, I guess. And um, Bentley, Bentley is Volkswagen, I think, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know about Bentley as much, but I I do remember them revealing something. Wait, what yeah, about BMW,
1: I think? Maybe it's... No, Rolls-Royce is BMW. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, they're coming. All the super luxury. Maybe the Cadillac will be the only one for a while. That'll be good for them. Yeah. All right. The Chevy, Arthur Lode says, the Chevy Blazer SS has a $14,000 price premium over its sibling that gets 30 miles less range. That probably is because... It has two motors and is much faster, I'm assuming, and probably has like the two-tone seats and all the
0: other fun stuff. Well, the base version at $45,000 is uh, only has a single. Oh, no. Okay. He's talking about the SS. You're right. right.
1: All right. uh, Seth, are you going to trash your R1S order to snatch up this fancy Chevrolet? It's funny that people are comparing the R1S to this this thing. This is like the third time I've seen it not i don't think they're really there's no third th- row there's no third row there's and no it's also not a, not as An premium. off-road uh, yeah nah, you don't go off-roading with that either and i mean if uh, anything i would perhaps think about the uh kia ev9 as a replacement but like i would only do that if rivian wasn't able to deliver in like a reasonable time period and kia was so or yeah. you know god forbid if it Yep.
0: And did we did we confirm that the, the IKEA is going to have a seven uh, a third row? Uh
1: I don't know if it's going to have a third row,
0: but it It big, looks like it could for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think in in the in the leaked images it's not nothing official, yet. Yeah, I
1: think anything that's big enough to have a third row uh is has a third row option these days. Um you know, obviously the Model Y has a very small third row. Um sneak peek at the uh the EQB uh for Mercedes uh, that comes out or is announced next week is it's going to have a third row option and it's microscopic back there. You can't even, I think, I don't even think you're allowed to have adults back there. Um, Adrian Tatum, this is uh, we talked about this earlier. The laser is actually aimed at the Mustang mach That's a good point. Uh, technically the Peugeot 405 is all wheel drive, front wheel drive and rear wheel drive. Okay. Interesting. The regular 405 was front wheel drive and all wheel drive was available. ROA, yeah, we, which is okay. That's kind of a technicality, I have to say, but good, good, you know, good, uh, yeah. good trivia knowledge there. All right. Greg Poland question When can I get the Blazer SS and does it have a towing package? I mean, might need to get this instead of the Cybertruck. Okay. Again, that's not, this is not the same <laughs> thing at all. Well, I mean, if he was just getting a
0: Cybertruck to tow something, does it have towing capacity? Let me just look. Um, but when you get it, I mean, the SS is going to be the first one you can get, and since so that's, uh, I think, uh, mid, mid next year, mid to end next year. Yeah, end of next year, I think. Um, towing. Oh, comes up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Nothing comes up. So I would either, imagine you can tow with this thing, Maybe yeah, not a ton. Yeah, nothing. Still got some thunder out there. Oh yeah, so.
0: yeah, it's still crazy, man. Right
1: Speaking of that, he heard the lightning all the way in Texas. All right, Cycle <laughs> gamer. Do you guys think Tesla's starting to push us away from purchasing FSD in exchange for the subscription model? In my opinion, they are because subscriptions are more sustainable for the long run. You
0: uh, if that? you look at the earnings, the in the last few <clears> earnings, <throat> they've been talking about the software. Like we 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 plan on making more money on software and higher profits on software. I mean, I guess both of them. Whether you buy it or, or or you subscribe to it, it's both software revenue. But yeah, there's definitely indication that Tesla is looking to have like a, a steady stream of uh, uh, software subscription within its fleet.
1: It's still, two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's a here's a, something interesting that that always kind of blows my mind. If you buy FSD and your car is totaled, say goodbye to your twelve thousand dollars. I mean. So that's true. Like if your car is totaled, you have to buy, I mean, you get insured for it. So you theoretically mm-hmm. would, your insurance company would pay you $12,000 to give it to Tesla again. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because like when they do the thing where they, they decide whether to total something or not, they should include that in, in the, you know, it's, it's a, it's another calculation to make when deciding to total a vehicle or not. Like there's a $12,000 full self-driving attached to that vehicle you know it might be worth resurrecting or at least putting a little bit more work in to get that thing going especially if uh full self-driving ever works all right uh philip Lavoie, uh question how would you assess the 4680 production progress and do you think it will be a bottleneck if cybertruck production starts mid 2023 that one to
0: you yeah um I'm not as concerned as a lot of people, to be honest, because of uh, mid 2023 uh, is when they, they, they plan to start cybertriple production. If the if they do stick mostly to the current um, timeline, which is again starting production in Texas this quarter, ramping up higher than Cato by the end of the year, that 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 should probably like f- start to cover pretty much all of forty uh, all of Model Y ramp up and then start to ramp up from there to uh, cyber truck capacity um, i mean to be to be honest though that i'm saying that not expecting that many cyber trucks to be made in 2023 um, so it's not going to be like a giant volume needed of 4680 from the cyber truck program at that time so i'm not too concerned about the cyber, the 20 the 4680 being a bottleneck for the cyber truck i'm more concerned really of like uh, uh, this whole origami type of uh, manufacturing that they're doing with the body with this new giant, giant giga press that they have, uh, that they ordered. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest concern for now. Yeah. And Adrian Tatum just mentioned too, like uh, other company like Panasonic are going to provide 4680. Um, yeah, I mean, Panasonic looks good right now for producing Uh Next year in Japan... Uh, I don't know how much of that is going to go to Tesla. If it's going to be any significant volume by next year, I think we Tesla still plan to rely mostly on itself by next year. Uh, maybe after that, it starts to be a higher volume for a third party, but it's a good point. All
1: right. We talked about the uh, Mexican uh, yeah. Blazer. Um, Mercedes dealers charge huge markups on their EQS electrics. Uh, that's I think that goes for everybody nowadays. Yeah.
0: They don't, I don't think they have a lot of uh,
1: allocation to like they just not that many yeah uh, Maxim question you can skip this if it came up before what are your thoughts on Herbert Dice leaving yep, yeah we did talk about playing games and watching movies in your car reminds me that EVs have completely lost their reason for existing huh <laughs> that's quite big, the... <laughs> that's big big jump there yeah. they will not dig us out of climate crisis when people drive more so I guess the assumption is that you will drive because you're watching movies, yeah. and playing games. I don't know how accurate
0: that is. By saying that, I mean I don't think it is accurate at all. Yeah, I don't. And also, I, driving more, like uh, I certainly drive more in my EV than I do in my if I than if I had a gasoline car because just I feel better doing that in my EV. But I feel much better in doing that when I do it with clean energy. So, yeah, that's
1: that's the goal too. Those are go side by side. All right, uh, Roll 20. Do you know if Chattanooga VW plant is online yet? I think we had heard some recent.
0: Yeah, well, I think he means
1: are they producing
0: the ID4 yet? Uh, Because I mean, the plant has been online for a while. Uh, I think they are. They have started production of it the last few weeks or maybe even last month. But uh, Volkswagen is weird about that when they like, oh, we started production and then take six months to deliver the first car that they produce. Uh, so I don't think they're delivering just yet
1: the 4 <coughs> produced in Chattanooga, but uh, I think it's coming for sure. All right. David Canada says, I was just told by Tesla that all my year plus reservation for Model X is on hold, and I need to let them know if I still want it. Have you heard of this? Just happened. Oh, app
0: um i've heard of tesla like if you put your order on hold for too long they're like all right do you want it or not or if you don't want it right now we're gonna cancel it uh i've heard tesla doing that but it sounds like you weren't aware that the order was on hold and like tesla is telling you it is on hold do you want to proceed or not um that's that's no, I've never heard of that. I mean, that sounds like the order was put on all by mistake. If you're, we're not aware, I, I'm not. Uh, though, if you placed the order like a year ago, uh, buy that card because <laughs> I'm assuming that you secured uh, a lower price for it than it is now, so uh, you, you make money off of it just by
1: buying it, basically. Yeah, maybe they're trying to scare people away. And
0: well, that that that's the thing when, when uh, people like keep pushing the order. They're like, I, hey, they're like. No, no, you're gonna to have to do it now, or they're gonna cancel it. That's more. That's what I've heard more. But the phrasing is getting me a little bit confused about the situation. Yeah.
1: All right. Oh, wow. Well, uh, you know,
0: no, you just you just confirmed it. Yeah, they're guessing that they want to cancel after raising the price so much. So it's hard to get a sub a hundred thousand dollars in new. Yeah, it. do not cancel. Yeah. Sell that yeah. thing if yeah. you don't want it. If you don't want it, buy it and just sell it at our profit.
1: All right, that's pretty much it. Uh, Panasonic will also be pairing 4680s, and good luck getting your $12,000 back for FSD on a total. All right.
0: Yes, and uh, with that, I think uh, the rain is stopping. The thunder is stopping. It cannot be a more uh, perfect timing. So if you're still listening right now, we do appreciate you. It was a long podcast. Uh, You're a true, real, hardcore fan of electric vehicles just like us. You're one of us, and we appreciate you. And we're going to see you same time, same place next week. I hope you have a safe weekend. Bye-bye.